This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay, and I'm Lynn Trafford presenting Rotary Wheels on behalf of the Rotary Club of Ahariri Sunrise in Napier. This program is kindly sponsored by Glenn's Pharmacy in Taradale. Are you thinking of having your ears pierced? The comfortable way to have this procedure is for confident, practiced staff to pierce both ears at the same time. Pop into Glenn's Pharmacy and have your ears pierced today. Glenn's Pharmacy, Taradale. With me in the studio today is fellow Rotarian Lynn Gibson, who comes from one of the most rotary families that I have come across in the Bay. Lynn Gibson's grandfather was a foundation member of the Rotary Club of Napier, a club that is nearly 100 years old. Her father was similarly a member of the Rotary Club of Napier. Lynn was a member of Rotaract in Napier, then a member of Inner Wheel in Napier, and then in 2003 she joined, you guessed it, the Rotary Club of Napier. Lynn's husband, Peter Gibson, was a member for many a year of the Rotary Club of Green Meadows, and her daughter Hayley joined Green Meadows in 2015. As I said, a family for sure, that has rotary up close and personal. Let's meet Lynn Gibson. Hello, Lynn. Thank you for a welcome and introduction, Lynn. It's nice to have you on Rotary Wheels today. I, I want to just ask you why you chose to join Rotary. You needn't have. I know there was the family bit, but you could have gone away and joined something or other else. Why, after all that, did you choose to join Rotary? And I think you're right, it was in my DNA as well <clears throat> from an early childhood and I had grown up with Rotaract and exchanges so I had a real feeling for the community and that business network because I owned um, my own recruitment business at that stage and it was very much business to business but also Rotary has on it that international focus as well as um, national and local f- focus so that it, to me that was what um, squealed my tyres so to speak and I enjoyed participating in that and the friendships Yeah well. friendship is important isn't it and business mm-hmm. mentoring is of course one of the foundation stones upon which Rotary was built mm-hmm. and That's I right. think The other thing that we must never take for granted are the two mantras that sit above Rotary. Rotary International's service above self and the Rotary Foundation to do good in the world. They still ring true today, do they not? Yes, I think they do. And I think it's something we, as general as a a population, we forget that. It is, we have to look after each other, particularly in this climate currently. We have to value friendships, value networks, and it is service above self. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I quite like it. And it's mentioned just about every week at our club because I think it does sit very comfortably, just as comfortably with us today as it did 100 years ago. I want to take you back to 1976. 
Lynn, when you and I were both considerably younger than we are today. So 1976, you joined Rotaract. What is Rotaract and why did you think it would be a good thing for you? So in those days I was a student nurse studying at Napier Hospital and Rotaract was a group of 18 to 35 year olds so it kind of replaced where JCs were, but an earlier version of JCs. And it was men and women and um, we used to meet once a fortnight and it was young professional group. We were all professionals and to this day I still have those friendships from that group and um, a lot of us were um, children of Rotarians so we got a lot of Rotary, local Rotary Club support as well. And the ethos was the same whereas we did projects, community things and did fundraising but we had a good social time as well as you have to It's that important at that age is it, it is, not? It is. And you make friends that have got that similar community value to the ones that is the reason why you join. That's right and the so, you do those social things that younger people do yeah. too which is good. Yep mm. absolutely. At age 21 you went away what did you do? So we went on a um, Rotaract exchange trip. Yes. So we went to South Australia. So we sort of flew to Adelaide and then went through the Barossa Valley and all around there, which was delightful, I'd have to say. But for me, as a nurse, it was valuable because it was like a vocational exchange as well. So I could go and visit medical um, facilities and do some study around that at the same time. Um, and then they came back to... New Zealand and we billeted them as well so it was a very good exchange as far as like-minded professional people. I think it's really good that and we do that for school children we do it for professional people and we do it for older people that just want a time of conviviality with other Rotarians so it's quite a nice thing to do Lynn. Yes it is and again you make those lifelong friendships you you do which is really useful. I think the other thing about Rotaract is we we have continued to have Rotaract clubs we we don't have lots of them in our Rotary district 9930 but we do have one at EIT. Yes, which is really good. That gives us a good critical mass for people that are, again, professional people, and they meet once a fortnight and assist the Rotary Clubs with projects as well, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, yeah. and from that, we're, we're seeding the next generation yeah. of Rotarians, right. aren't we? We are, absolutely. Yeah. That's so whatever they go on to do in their future lives, we want them at some stage to, to sit there comfortably with Rotary. You joined what we call Inner Wheel in 1988, so you'd been with Rotaract for about, let's say, about 10 years. You joined Inner Wheel. What is in a wheel and why did you join that at the end of the 1980s? So in 1988 I joined the Green Meadows in a wheel because I was the wife of a Rotarian, in this case it was Peter who was at the Green Meadows Club. So we did projects and fundraising and we'd meet once a month. The capital of, or the main headquarters for Inner Wheel is out of Manchester in the UK. So it was had a different focus to perhaps what Rotary has out of America. So it was more about local groups like Helping Plunkett and Women's Refuge and those sort of family-related um, 
charities, which was really good. But again, it was just a good social network. Yes. I think one of the things that we need to remind listeners of, uh, as regards in a wheel, at that time, women did not join Rotary. So that's the important bit, isn't it? It So there were all these Rotarians all around the world, but their wives could not join Rotary. So they did this. That's right. Yes. And I still think we miss a lot of women at that time because a lot of professional women couldn't join Rotary and couldn't join in a wheel. No. Because they didn't meet the criteria, which was a real shame. So they formed Zonta and other clubs like yeah, that. Yeah, they did. You know, but I, I think what is good is today people still have that choice. If they want to join in a wheel, they still can. That's and it's right. so much easier today, isn't it? It is. It is. They can take outsiders. You don't have to be the wife of a Rotarian no, at no. all. You, you know. just have to fit the... The group, yes. the ethos of the group, and be able to get on with the other women that are members of Inner Wheel. And we still have Inner Wheel in Green Meadows. Yes, yes, that's right. They meet once a month, mm. 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 which is good. And they support the main club as well, which is very useful. Yeah. D- did you enjoy being part of Inner Wheel, or did it, was it just a stepping stone? It was a stepping stone for me, really, because I couldn't join Rotary at that stage, no. being a female. Um, so, yes, it was a stepping stone. And, it, and I was still studying because I was doing my post-grad and everything then, so it was quite good to just have that commitment once a month. Yeah. Um, so it was good. It filled that, that gap, really, for me until nice, I joined Rotary. Mm. Comfortable thing to mm. do. Yes. In 2003, you joined the Rotary Club of Napier. Well, you kind of really had to at some stage, didn't you, Lynn? <laughs> Contribute to the 100 years. Because uh, the Rotary Club was started in 1924. Yes. So it's been there a long time. And my grandfather, Charlie Perry, he was the president from 42 to 43, which was during the war years. And in those days, it was a big thing. Can't have been easy that time. No, it wouldn't really. be. What yeah. did Granddad do? What was his business in town, Lynn? So he worked at what they, in those days, called CH Cranberries, which became Cranberry Winstones, which, of course, now is just Winstones and do the cement and the quarry yeah. and yeah. things. But they used to do a lot of the shipping as well, P&O and those shipping lines and that's because it was all about logistics yeah. and cargo and things. So Charles was one of the businessmen about he town, was. so to speak. Yeah, he was. That's right. And you, for Rotary, you had to have a single classification. So you could only have one person for that classification. Yes, you could. So, you know, one so doctor, one accountant, that's right. one lawyer, one everything else. Yes. And never could you have two in a club. No. If there was going to be two, you had to start another club. That's and, right. That's and right. that's how Rotary grew. It was quite clever. Yes. But we don't do that today either. No, no. And in those days, they, as children, we used to go to the banker, the doctor, the dentist, the pharmacist that Dad that was, was in Rotary. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And we yeah. still advocate that, yes. don't we? Because we're yes. supporting each other. We're supporting each other in business, and, and we try to do that as much as possible still. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Which is good, I think. You yeah, know, it is. Um, it's support supporting it. your friends and doing it that way. Mm. Let's come back now. So this was Granddad, Charles. Mm. He started Rotary about 100 years ago. Dad, he joined, of course, the same class. Club. And that's yes. what happened, wasn't it? Father brought son Someone, along, that's and, right. and yeah. thus it continued that way. Do you know round about when Dad joined? Yes, yeah, so Dad joined in um, 1953. 
And what was yeah. Dad's name, Lynn? Raymond. Ray, Raymond. Ray Daycourt. And ironically enough, he worked for C.H. Cranbys as well. Of but course. his classification had to be different. <laughs> so he was an accountant. So he, they took, called him a sales accountant, that type of thing. So they change it, they you know, did, to suit. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's how we got yeah, round yeah, these kinds yeah. of things. You can have yeah. several yeah. different kinds of accountants, accountants as long so. as we don't have two the same. So mm. Dad joined then. And mm. then, of course, along comes Mum and, yeah. and your family family and that's when your memories became part of Rotary as a child Lynn what were some of the things that you remember that stick out in your mind that summed up Rotary for you well I can remember um granddad Charles and my father Ray they were responsible for over 22 years for the Rotary program so they were always looking for speakers and I can always remember in those days it was just landline phones them comparing notes who they could get to speak and you know when you think there was no emails text messages that was a big job so I can always our, our phone line was in the passage and by our bedroom so we could always hear what the discussions <laughs> were. I could always hear who was going to <laughs> yes. be a speaker at Rotary next that's right, we knew advance for everybody else. So that was part of it. And also, but also the social events. We had sons and daughters days. So we always had, um, we, my brother and I would go to the Rotary meeting during the school holidays. Oh. And they, we used to get some, you know, some fizz in those actually, days. That's, that's a, actually quite a nice thing, isn't it? It is. It was they don't good. do things like that. No, and I think no. it's a shame. It is a it's shame. Good. Yes, because we, we take them to social things, but we don't yeah. take them to a meeting. No. Yeah. Sometimes to change over. Yes. But no, we don't. And I I think that's quite nice, especially as you say, it's a memory for you, isn't it? It is. And the speaker was um, appropriate for the children in the group, Ah, you know, which was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So it was an entertainment, might be a magician even, you know, in the history of magic and stuff like that, that type of thing. Something that the children would sit comfortably and listen to. You also told me that for a period of time, Dad was responsible for setting up the sound system and getting the meeting room in its appropriate order for the meeting. Let's remind people where Rotary used to be and why you enjoyed the setup. Right, so originally it was at Asher Hall by St Paul's Church and then they moved to the Red Cross Rooms in Tennyson Street. But of more recent times, <coughs> in the 60s, it was at the War Memorial Hall and below was the aquarium. Yeah, in those the days. aquarium was underneath, so wasn't it? It was, it was a lovely mm. aquarium. And so every morning at 8 o'clock on a Monday, my brother and I would go with Dad to help set up the sound system and it had to be perfect. Yes. So we were the we had to do the testing, you know. So um, that was our sort of routine every Monday. That was Dad's job. But it was it was a lovely venue, and we'd play around the floral clock, which has just been shifted, of course. And um, it, but it was good. So we were familiar for where Dad went every Monday lunchtime. I want to now get some memories out of your head about some of the things that happened when you were a young girl that we have built upon today. Let's start with Guthrie Smith's Arboretum. Yeah. What was what was fun about that, Lynn? So what happened was the Rotary Club built that um, sort of picnic area and the toilets at Tutera, and then they would do the planting at Guthrie Smith. So it became quite an occasion. We'd do a whole lot of planting, have a picnic lunch, and then go for a swim in Tutera, or do a bit of, in those days, we were on lilos and little canoes type things. Um, so it was a family outing 
for the Rotary Club with their children, and everybody helped. You know, I, I you think know. that's really nice. And what the other thing that I think is really lovely is we're still doing that at Tutera. Yes, we are still planting. Yes. Uh, I came to Hawke's Bay only in 1999, and one of the first things I got involved in, Lynn, was planting trees at Tutera. How right. funny is that? Oh, great! You know, oh, so yes. uh, and today yeah. they're still doing they're that. Still doing. Well, Harold Holt was a Napier Rotarian, and of course, it's called the Holt Arboretum, and he donated right. the, the land. And there's a, there's a house there too. I think that belonged to him. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's a yeah. lovely, lovely spot, listeners. If you've never been up to Lake Tutera or to have a look at the Guthrie Smith Arboretum, please go and have a look. It's it's just a glorious place, and it would be 40, 45 minutes north yeah. of here, something yeah. like that, yeah. isn't it, Lynn? Yeah. Let's talk about the toilet block at Tarawera. I think this is really funny, but I'm going to leave it for you to tell the listeners why I think it's funny. It's not because it's a toilet block, is it? It's a rotary do this kind of thing, toilet blocks. So um, the Rotary Club every weekend for weeks went to Sandy Creek, which is on the Napitaupo Road um, just before Tarawera, and built a picnic shelter and the toilet block and it, the picnic shelter is still there to this day. The toilet block's gone now, but the um, the picnic shelter was there. But the funny part about it was that was one of the first projects, if not the first, that Paul Harris did in Chicago. That's right, in 1909, <laughs> the, the really new Rotarians built a toilet block in Chicago. And here we are. We're still doing that kind of thing today. And certainly when you're a wee girl, uh, dad and granddad were building a toilet block. It's around about where the Ministry of Works huts are, That's isn't right. it? It's around yes, about yes, there, rather than where the mm. cafe is. Mm. I think all of us, when we are children, if we're lucky enough, we've been to wonderful Christmas parties. Mm. Rotary was good at that. Mm. They were, and we used to go to Estelle Park, oh, yes. and we'd have a it's lovely picnic. There. Yes, Father Christmas obviously came with huh? the presents yes. and things, and there'd be cricket matches and balls thrown around and a lolly scramble when it was you know acceptable to do those things in those days. So it was a big occasion for us as um, children of Rotarians. Yeah, the whole and family. The whole went. family went. Yes, and I think one of the lovely things about it is because women were not going to Rotary. This was a time when wives could get together and have a chat as well. I mean, hopefully some of them weren't in a wheel, yes. but they wouldn't have all been at in a wheel. No, no, that's right. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So it was a good opportunity for them to meet, yeah. You told me off air that you liked Guy Fawkes Night. What did you like about Guy Fawkes Night? So we used to go to a farmer's paddock or the beachfront and again have picnics and the Roach Club would provide the firecrackers and in those days we had sky rockets and all sorts of um, different colourful crackers and there'd be a guy on the bonfire and um, that type of thing. So that was always a highlight to look forward to every year as well. And what other fun. things stick in your mind, Lynn? So um, one of the things that it started from um, post the 1931 earthquake with Napier Rotary, they all had to belong to a group because it was part of the Reconstruction Committee. So my granddad, Charlie, he be- belonged to St John's. So that was his... So 
we were very involved as a family with St John's. So we used to go attend a lot of the St John's, um, obviously, events and occasions. Do's. And do's with the do's. do's. And they built the station, which is, um, it was in Hastings Street, actually, where Peter and I were married. But it's the warehouses there now. But R- the Rotary built the station there. So they were always associated with those and crippled children and civil defence and that type of thing. So we always used to go to lots of organisational things as well. And we were taught to appreciate like crippled children, you know, people in, who perhaps were in wheelchairs or had disabilities. And as a family, that's followed us through. Um, the, the family have all been decorated through St John's with various um, awards from the Queen and that type of thing, which has been lovely. But that started um, with Grandad's connection with Rotary. Yeah, that's a nice story, isn't it? It is, yeah. They were, after the 31 earthquake, Rotary did a, what they called the Reconstruction Committee, and they were all engineers and builders and planners and bankers and medical even. So they were all on this group, this committee, for which he was one of them. And just was, got on with it. And just got on. It wouldn't happen today, would it? There'd no, be so much legislation shame. and yes. bylaws and what have you that we would have to work our way around. It wouldn't happen. No. But then they could just get, get on with it. On with it. Yes, yes. There were some very special projects as well that Rotary, the Napier Club, got involved in. And one of them that comes to mind for me is the Veronica Bay. Yes. Yes. I don't recall when it was, Lynn. Do you yeah, recall so when it, it was? Yeah, so it was in the early 80s. 1980s, 80s, okay. Yes. And so it what did really, they do there? So it was really to um, replant the garden, rebuild the sun bay, and of course they've got the ball there, the Veronica ball, and then the place where the Veronica bell hangs and the sun bay there is when they ring a new year. I don't think they did that this year, unfortunately, but they, the mayor had always rung. In the, so they built, rebuilt that bay, and it's used a lot by public. It um, costs a lot of money to do that. Yes, it does. I mean, in them, their days, days, but even today, so, yeah. uh, by today's uh, comparison, it costs a lot of money yeah. to do that, and I think various organisations sponsored pillars and gardens and all sorts of stuff to try and raise that money to make yeah. it really beautiful. That's right, and the pathway the Rotary Pathways there now. Right yes, we'll get to that one yes, in a minute. We're still on Dad and Grandad. <laughs> Lynn, one of the things that I really like, because my club is situated in Ahariri, was Spriggs Park. Yes. What did they do at Spriggs so Park? So they did the entranceway, the gate, and they put up the initial swings there and a seesaw, and that's how the um, the park has really morphed from that, and now it's a lovely park. It's beautiful. It is. But mind you, it's in a, a stunning location, isn't it, is. it? It is. So I thought that was really good um, thought on Napier Rotary's part to do that and promote it. You know, do, you, do you remember that yourself? Yes, Do you yes. remember going remember to remember going and building it, because we thought the swings and the seesaws yeah. were wonderful in those days. Yeah, all brightly painted yes. and all looking really glorious. Yes. Yeah, and then that was Dad and Grandad, and then yeah. you mentioned the Rotary Pathway. Of course, that was of your time. Yes. Mm. What was special for you about Rotary deciding to put this pathway around Napier City? So really it gave access to many people, whether they were young, old, disabled. Um, it was a whole range of people who could walk distances. And we're still doing, you know, 20 years later. And they've <coughs> formed an, a certain trust, which is earning money and getting interest. They've got very good businessmen on the trust and women. Um, and we're still extending, we're still extending that um, pathway, which is, and every day you go, 
past there, there's always somebody on it. Thousands of yeah. people, and people come to Hawke's Bay specifically to ride that they pathway, do. don't they? They do. Which is it was a good thing, wasn't it? Mm, it was. And I, yeah. yet I can remember a picture of Barbara Arnold in the paper with a bicycle saying, this is where we're going to build a, a pathway. Well, did she cop That's it? Right. Because why would you want to put a strip of concrete right next to the beach? Mm. And that first strip was around at West Shore, yes. in between West Shore and Bayview. Right. And boy, did she come in for some flack. Well, look at it today. Yes, it's wonderful. It's, it's one of a, our biggest assets, I think. It is. Yeah. And it costs nothing. No. For, for people to use, no. you know. No, 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 no. no. There's trees and, and seats and barbecues. There's all sorts of yeah, things they can use is. along there. And kids go and mum and dads go. It's a family thing. It's a kid thing. It's a dog thing. Yes. Everyone can use that pathway. During your time at Napier Club, have you enjoyed all the things that you've been involved in? You've been a director of the club. You've been on various committees. Was there a highlight for you, Lynn? Probably the president when I was um, president. That what was year were you year. president? So I was president in 2009 to 2010. So it was um, a wonderful time because you are involved with the whole club and the whole district, which for us is Huntley to Waipakarau, basically. Um, so it's a big area and you meet lots of people and you, um, you can sort of um, get so much out of the opportunity to be pre- president because of the variety, because you attend district meetings as well. So yeah, it was great. Meet some other really nice people. Yes, and we had a wonderful club membership, which was fantastic. You know, the best thing, you have a good secretary and a good treasurer. <laughs> it all helps, doesn't it? Thank you, Lynn Gibson, third-generation Rotarian in Napier and mother of a Rotary fourth-generation daughter. Thank you for being my guest on Rotary Wheels. Rotary has 11 clubs in Hawke's Bay, one in Wairau, five in Napier, four in Hastings and one in Waipukarau. We have Rotaract Club at EIT and for the students there are three Interact Clubs for school children based at Napier Boys, Napier Girls and Sacred Heart. Should you be considering contributing to the well-being of your local community, maybe Rotary could be the conduit you are looking for. Find us online or via Radio Kidnappers. Please join me every Monday morning just after the 10 o'clock news to meet another interesting Rotarian from your local community. I'm Lynn Trafford. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.